You work hard for your money. Are you sure it's working hard for you? You can be sure with MeriWest Credit Union. As a credit union, MeriWest is all about people, you and me. So they do the right thing by offering us better rates, greater choices, and better service. MeriWest Smart Rewards Checking is a perfect example. It's a checking account that pays you with rates up to 18 times the national average. Really, check it out at MeriWest.com. And service? MeriWest takes pride in what they do. Experience it. Your dreams and MeriWest's values just go together. Consider MeriWest today. Are you eating enough California walnuts? Is your mind as sharp as a Santoku knife? If Maria's mother had three children and the first child was named April and the second child was named May, what is her third child's name? Did you answer maybe, then no, then some name that wasn't Maria? Maybe it's time to start snacking on walnuts. Research continues to assess the connection between eating walnuts and cognitive performance. So the next time you're at your local Lucky or Lucky California, grab a bag of California walnuts. You're listening to The Kelly Green Show. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Bunch of underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Hungry dogs run faster. And that's this team. Here's your host, Football Kelly. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show on the Eagles Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, Football Kelly. We currently know who the Eagles face in 2021 and even know where they play. But the big question that remains is when the games are scheduled for. Since Eagles fans are such big travelers and a huge fan base wanting to get out and book those trips to the West and South, guess what? I got two people who have a big part in putting together the schedule to agree to come on the Kelly Green Show ahead of the 2021 season schedule being released. They are Vice President of NFL Broadcast Planning and Scheduling, Mike North, and Vice President of Broadcasting, Ani Bose. Can you guys really talk about everything going on? I, I'm assuming you have to keep it pretty tight-lipped at the at the moment. I think that, uh, you know, look, for the first time, we announced three weeks ago that we're going to put the schedule out on May 12th. It's always a bit of a state secret on when that schedule is going to come out, so we are excited by the fact that there's some certainty and we can promote to it and people can watch on uh, NFL Network and uh, everything else, but... Up until that point, we really keep a lid on everything that we're working on. And the fact is, you know, with Mike manning the computers, we may still be working on that schedule right up until about May 12. So Interesting. there's not a lot okay. that's concrete and set. I love it. Okay, so I know that it's way more complex than we could possibly get into in one podcast episode, let alone one question. But, Mike, I'm wondering if you could provide a brief explanation of what your position entails and help listeners understand what goes into making the NFL schedule possible each year. Sure, I'm happy to. Uh, The truth of the matter is this is probably the biggest and most complex mathematical exercise certainly that I've ever come across. And most of the people that we talk to tend to say the same thing is, you know, we can play any one of these games in any one of now 18 weeks uh, on any one of five networks at any one of six times. And that means if you just think solely in terms of the Eagle schedule, there's hundreds and hundreds of millions of ways just to lay in the Eagles 
17 games over 18 weeks slate. And for each of those hundreds and hundreds of millions of Eagles schedules, there's hundreds and hundreds of millions of Cowboys schedules and Giants schedules and Texans schedules and Jaguars schedules. So the truth is we're searching through an essentially infinite solution space, and we're looking for the one. We're looking for the one magical, mythical, perfect schedule that satisfies all 32 teams, all five network partners. And, you know, spoiler alert, that schedule doesn't exist. Everybody hates their schedule. So our job is really to kind of manage everybody's disappointment. Uh, everybody, you know, didn't get everything they asked for. Hopefully they all got something. And if they're all a little mad at us, well, hopefully it's just a little bit and hopefully it's equally. I hear you. And Ani, you handle a lot of the network relationships. So I'm curious, when the decision was made to expand the regular season to 17 games for the 2021 season, how much of a wrinkle did that one game add to arranging the schedule for the league? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'll be candid. I'll be curious what Mike's point of view is. I think that you know, going to 17 games has been on the horizon for a few years. And certainly as a scheduling team, it's something that we've modeled and done exercises over. And I think we thought that it would be, you know, another 17 games. It doesn't sound that complicated, but, it, you know, we thought it would just make that search space. As Mike likes to say, it was already infinite. and Now it's only going to get bigger. There's just that many more games and combinations. But I think that, you know, one of the things that came out of, um, you know, adding that 17th game, and this is a bit of a nuance, but it impacts how we make the schedule. Um, that 17th game does not belong in quotation marks to any network. As you might know, or listeners might know, the games are you know assigned to CBS and Fox in packages, the AFC and the NBA, and that's determined by the road team. But it was determined that that 17th game would not fall into those packages. And so the flexibility of those games and the ability to assign those wherever we want and need to actually gave us a lot to work with in terms of putting that schedule together, you know, as Mike talked about to optimize television, to create strong schedules. And so, you know, at the top of that, these games are created cross conference by standings. And so you have a green Bay versus Kansas city game or a Dallas versus new England game. And all of a sudden we have the flexibility to deploy those and you can make individual weeks or individual network schedules stronger and so, you know, between that and a lot of computing power and, and what Mike harnesses every day when we run our programs, um, I don't want to say that it's, it was, it's an easier process, but I think to me, at least personally, it's less daunting than I thought it would be. We're really finding that we're able to create good schedules and, and find results that, that I thought might have been a lot harder. I understand that. And uh, the expectation, at least to me, is that the NFL will eventually go to 18 regular season games. In your opinion, Mike, when will that happen? Honestly, Kelly, I don't know that's a slam dunk. Uh, okay. You know, the the move to 17 was a measured, uh, very slow uh, approach. Uh, as you mentioned, there's clearly some value to our network partners relative to having an extra week of games um, and, you know, to the fan, certainly at home and, and to the season ticket members, you know, an extra regular season game replacing a preseason game, clearly there's value there. But it's hard to argue that, you know, this 20-week schedule, three preseason and 17 regular, is exactly the same as what it used to be for preseason and 16 regular. Two preseason and 18 regular, you know, that's an awfully long regular season. And I assume if we start after Labor Day, 
now we're just going further into January with regular season games, outdoors in some places, in the cold. Um, obviously, as a fan, it sounds fun, but when you factor in the player health and safety and you factor in television schedules and you factor in the sense of, you know, the longer the season goes, the more likely for, you know, the cream to rise and the better teams to distinguish themselves. I'm a little hesitant about, you know, we've already expanded the playoff once. I don't know. Do we do it again if we go to 18 games? So I don't think 18 games is a fait accompli. Uh, surely going to, you know, learn a few things about the 17 game schedule, uh, at least for a few years, kind of understand the model a little bit better, the season structure, the off season, what's left of it. Uh, I don't think 18 is a given. And as Ani hinted at, you know, creating the schedule now, it was already impossible when we were doing 256 games. Now we're at 272. And like Ani, I'm pleasantly surprised we've gotten through it as well as we have. Man, if we go to 288, that, that sounds like an awful lot of football. I, I don't know that that's imminent. I hear you. Okay. I respect that answer very much. I did realize that the NFL schedule used to be released before the NFL draft. And in 2020, that changed to being released after the 20, the NFL draft did waiting for the draft to happen, change any decision-making or planning on your end. I'll, I'll jump in. Um, you know, look, I think that as schedule makers, we always anticipate, look, let's have as much flexibility and as much information as possible. And let's do that, you know, for years, we did do that before the draft and we just accepted that we wouldn't be able to react to it. And the reality is, you know, for the most part, you know, there are amazing players being drafted into the league and any one of them may or may not dramatically change um, how we, you know, evaluate the schedule and where a team may be slotted. But there's always things, you know, where a couple of years ago, Baker Mayfield and uh, Sam Darnold played each other on an NFL network game early in the season. And that was a little bit of pure luck. At that and that point, was exciting. But, you know, and it was. It was great. And it was, you know, look, you can never count on when are these rookie quarterbacks going to start. But that was exciting. But now here with Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, if we can be a little more thoughtful about that and, and see where those games slot, extra information can only help. You know, it may not right. change anything dramatically. I think in this year, it's unique where, you know, maybe early on when we first started the schedule process, we didn't know where some of these big time or, you know, more experienced quarterbacks would be. And if there were a possibility that a Russell Wilson was going to change teams somehow because of a draft, because of what you're hearing out there, certainly would like to be able to react to that. Definitely. And you guys do have to set the schedule early on in the offseason, respecting, you know, the planning process that all of the teams, the stadiums, all of the logistics that have to go into actually getting the people where they need to go, when they need to go. Um, so you really have to kind of forecast the future in some ways. So what's that like, Mike? Uh, it's impossible, Kelly. <laughs> uh, we're in May and we're projecting what any of these games might be worth, might be, you know, playoff implications, injuries, records, fantasy football. You know, we're, we're anticipating six months out. And as you well know, in our sport, you know, anticipating six weeks out sometimes is pretty impossible. So uh, the truth is our crystal ball might get a little hazy now and then. So, what it really comes down to for us is, you know, maximizing the big brands, the big games, and minimizing risk. You know, you look at your 272 games, and there's a handful of them that you can point to right now 
and just say, oh, that's musty television. You know, Ani referenced a couple of them, Casey, Green Bay, Dallas, New England. Uh, you know, Tom Brady returns to Foxborough this year, Patriots oh, uh, yeah. against the Bucks. So those games are going to be fantastic and interesting, hopefully, uh, wherever we deploy them. Some others might be better in September, you know, before any team that uh, we were counting on might fall out of playoff contention. Others might be a little bit more interesting later in the season when, you know, a game in week four, just, you know, another game, but that same game in week 15, when there's a, vi- a division title on the line, all of a sudden that game takes on a whole new meaning. So trying to forecast the value of each of these 272 assets and deploy them strategically, intelligently, analytically, uh, you know, we're never a hundred percent right. And of course, that's why we've got some flexibility built into our schedule, the Sunday night football, flexible scheduling, the Saturday TBD pools. Um, and don't forget, in a couple of years, 2023, when the new TV deals kick in, flexible scheduling for Monday night football as well. Wow. I feel like I am learning so much from what you guys are explaining to me that I am so glad that's not my job. That sounds very difficult. <laughs> But uh, I respect you guys for doing it. I know that it's probably a hard job because you're not going to have many people who praise what you're doing. A lot of times they'll come with you, come at you with the negatives or complaints first. Uh, Of course, those are the things that come to mind for Eagles fans like, ah, I wish we were doing this or playing there this time of year. I mean, that's just the the nature of the of the whole situation. So uh, respect you guys for handling the criticisms well and, and continuing on and helping us to enjoy football every season as you have been. Uh, so. Thank you for that. Um, I have this segment on my podcast called the Kelly Green Lightning Round. It's fast questions, fun answers, keep you on your toes, have some fun. So I'll do one after the other. And um, one of you will answer. I'll just say the person so that we can go through the process as fast as possible through the lightning round. Sound good? Fire away. Let's do it. All right. So on average, how many GMs or owners call you mike to tell you they don't like the schedule after it's released 32 <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> in recent history ani what was a matchup you pounded the table to get on a prime time slot <laughs> this is interesting um mike help me out and keep me honest here i'm trying to think what did i pound it put in a prime? look every year there are games where um you know Primetime is, you know, standalone. The whole country can watch it. But as you know, you know, 425 is actually our highest viewed window. Okay. And so there are always debates there on that. And look, for, for those of you listening and the schedule is going to come out in a few days after this is published, the big question this year is where is Tom Brady returns to Foxborough going to go? Right. And that's something that, uh, you know, we started the season uh, started the scheduling season, you know, really it's one of the first pieces of that, you know, we put on the chessboard, so to speak. And I will tell you, I'm not going to tell you what the answer is or what I pounded my chest for, but I did pound my chest for that game should go in a specific place. Makes sense. Um, but, you know, over the years, you know, the, I've been doing this for about 15 years. It was always Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. And right. where should that go? And it, you know, it was often a Sunday night football game, but we got to the point where we said, Hey, that should go on CBS as well. You know, it's a, huge marquee game and it's a huge marquee audience so um you know there, there's always a handful of games that everybody wants and you debate it and you try to find the right balance of you know let's get it to the best audience but let's make sure each of our partners gets 
a handful of these great games. Yeah, you have to be fair when you have to manage those relationships. So I respect that uh, ability to uh, manage the relationship on on those tough games that everybody wants for sure let's do this fast your cousin from boston sam adam summer ale is brewed with a hint of citrus perfect for a hot summer day like this one and a commercial it's peak tanning hours dude i'm out sam adam summer ale the boston beer company boston massachusetts drink responsibly all right mike what will you do if aaron Rodgers is traded after the schedule goes out certainly will not celebrate i i was we're building this schedule uh, assuming he's going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And yeah. even if he's not, you know, the, the Packers are still the Packers. Uh, I assume they're still going to be in contention for a playoff spot. And, you know, they're not a one-man band, right? They're, what, 26, 27 wins over the last couple of years? You don't do that alone with your quarterback. So I think our assumption as we sit here today is he's quarterback. And if he's not, then certainly for the first, call it six or eight weeks of the season, the Packers are still just as interesting maybe for a different reason uh so what will i do if he gets traded i'll look immediately at the second half of the season and all the packers games and national television windows and hope that we've got another game or two in each of those weeks where if by the time we get to that packers game that we thought in may was going to be great our crystal ball was cloudy and aaron Rodgers is hosting jeopardy then hopefully there's another game that week to satisfy our national television windows how many versions of the schedule, Ani, did you go through before? I mean, you're not even officially done setting it. How many versions of the schedule do you go through before it's official? Hundreds, maybe thousands. You know, I'll say that Mike, you know, programs the computer every night and he's up at two in the morning tinkering with the program. And then Charlotte Carey, a critical member of our team, she and Mike team up and they really kind of drive the mechanics and the software and the analysis. And the two of them look at, hey, this is what spit out last night and might send five, six, eight, ten around to our team to really go deep and analyze. And we do that every day. So, you know, have we how many full schedules have we gone through? Um, I don't have a number. Mike may have a number in mind, but I would say easily hundreds. And, you know, when we get late in the process, you know, we feel to find schedules that we're comfortable that, yes, we could play this schedule, but. We can always make something better, and we crown that the leader. You know, we're probably up to 10, 11, 12 leaders at this point, let alone, you know, every other schedule we've looked at that was legally playable but not good enough. Got it. Now, the last question of the Kelly Green Lightning Round is for you, Mike. How many people know the full 2021 NFL schedule being released on Wednesday? As of this moment, when we are recording this podcast, the honest answer, Kelly, is zero, because it really isn't done yet. We were in the commissioner's office today. We're recording this on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, we were in the commissioner's office today. We presented him with our best so far, and he you know, was comfortable with it, but as always, typical of him, uh, pushing us to do a little bit better, and have we thought this through, and are you sure there isn't a better way to solve this problem? Uh, we came back downstairs, started looking through with the computers kicked out overnight. And even while they were running during the day, while we were in our meeting, crowned a new leader this afternoon. And to Ani's point, the computers will run all night and all weekend. I suspect we will be on a Zoom on Mother's Day. And I imagine the actual final 2021 schedule won't be crowned as such until late on Sunday night, Mother's Day weekend, uh, the day or two before we really have to get the paperwork together and get ready to disseminate it out to the clubs. Once it is finished, 
who will know the honest truth. There's really no more than four or five of us. So everybody else, everything else you see online, all the supposed experts, uh, it's all hashtag fake news until the schedule actually comes out. Okay. And I am understanding of that whole situation. And I understand if you can't uh, humor me in answering some of these questions. So just respectfully say, no, I can't answer that. And we'll move on to the next one. But for Eagles fans sakes, I got to try the Eagles 2021 schedule. The Eagles are facing the NFC East, the NFC South, the AFC West, and then the Jets, Lions, and 49ers. Admittedly, the Eagles have been lackluster since the Super Bowl season, but they do have some interesting matchups in 2021, as they always do in the NFL. The team faces both teams that played in Super Bowl 54 last year. Darius Slay is returning to Detroit to face his former team. And let's face it, the NFC East is always a wild card. We never know who's going to win the division. When you look at how the Eagles schedule is currently set, what is a theme that jumps out at you? As far as a theme goes, um, you know, I'll tell you, we normally uh, work in our, you know, mindset, if you will, as everybody gets an off year. You know, this is a team, as you mentioned, a couple of years removed from the Super Bowl, was in the playoffs the year after that. You know, did they have a down year last year? Sure. Were there a lot of close games decided by one score? Yeah, there were. So, you know, a couple of completed passes here and there, and, and maybe the record doesn't look like it looked. But uh, I, I don't think we're looking at the Eagles as uh, a team that we cannot count on. To your point, they play in, you know, one of the toughest divisions in the league. I know the uh, Washington football team didn't have a sterling record last year when they won that division, but it did keep everybody in the division in the title chase right up until the very end so as we see here today i I think we're assuming that the nfc is going to be close again i don't think anybody's a clear-cut favorite so if there's a theme i would say it's something along the lines of maybe like the college basketball season kind of uh non-conference games early some of those games you referenced maybe a kansas city maybe a tampa bay maybe earlier in the season and then hopefully an awful lot of division games late where even if they're not originally scheduled for national television, you know, we could flex into them, whether it's Sunday night or Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, or as we get into week 18 now, we've got a couple Saturday night games the final week of the season. And of course the Eagles were in the very last game 256 uh, mm-hmm. last year, maybe it's for game 272 this year. We were like, don't put us in prime time. We're terrible this year. Don't do it. But we, we understood why you did it because everybody else was in contention for the playoffs. So we, we took a hit, but it was okay. We'll, we'll come back stronger this year and we'll find out if uh, they can put it all together under a new coach. Everything else is really changing. Uh, the next question is for you, Ani. How did the trade of Carson Wentz this offseason impact any preliminary schedule plans? You know, honestly, I, I don't think it impacted that much. I think, you know, partially because, you know, if not officially done, it was agreed to early on. And I think, you know, whether it was Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts or if Howie had made a move for another quarterback, you know, it's just like Mike just said, right? They, the Eagles are a team that that is competitive. They've got that that kind of, you know, 
legacy. They play in the NFC East, which is always going to be close. And, you know, when's the last time somebody ran away with the NFC East? And they're, you know, they play in a major market. They play against major market teams and they've got a passionate fan base. So I think that, uh, you know, Carson not being on the team was not a major factor in how we looked at the Eagles and our approach to scheduling them this year. And then, you know, throw in, you know, Jalen Hurts brought some excitement to the team. And Mm -hmm. now with the draft and the maneuvering and getting that 10th pick and Devontae Smith, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of excitement and a little bit of spark that maybe just makes them that much more interesting. I bet it will at least impact how you look at that 2022 Colts Eagles matchup. So we'll, <laughs> we'll wait on that one. Maybe yeah. um, look, we, 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 we love those storylines. We love somebody's return, you know, whether it's Jared Goff going back to play the Rams or, you know, historically. And obviously again, we talked about it, Tom Brady going back to Foxborough. So sure. We'll, we'll circle that one. It'll, it'll yeah. get a little bit of extra attention. I'm sure it will. I'm I'm excited for that one next year. We'll see how how it all turns out. Uh, since Eagles fans and AFC West fans are on two different time zones, I'm assuming that some of these games could be later in the day. Are any Eagles versus AFC West teams going to be primetime matchups, Mike? Well, I'd rather talk about the 2022 schedule. Talk more about <laughs> uh, look. I- Honestly, honest answer, don't know yet. Um, you know, I, I have every expectation that the Eagles are going to find their way onto the primetime schedule, certainly a couple of times. Uh, I honestly would expect maybe a division game somewhere in the primetime schedule. Uh, as far as, you know, the interconference game goes, I, I love KC Philly. I love Andy Reid's return. That was a Thursday night football game last time. Yep. The Chiefs. Philadelphia, that's got to be in the conversation. You know, so too does Eagles against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like we said, any NFC East game, uh, heck, the Eagles are in the conversation as always for Thanksgiving, right? Uh, somebody's got to go to Dallas. Um, so as far as which game is going to be in prime time, I'm not even sure we know the answer to that. Will there be prime time games? Absolutely. So they're in the conversation, and I totally respect that answer. So to finish things off, Ani, what's something I should have asked you that I didn't know enough to ask? Wow. Um, I didn't know enough to think about that question. What should you <laughs> ask? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to push this one over to Mike because he is the guy in the weeds and, and thinks about this 24-7. So let, let him... Uh, let him stump you with what, what you should have asked us. Thanks for that, Ani. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> you certainly could have uh, asked, you know, you mentioned the way the Eagles fan base travel. Uh, I think as uh, an Eagles fan, the one thing I'd want to know more than whether we're on Thanksgiving in Dallas or when we're hosting Kansas City, I want to know when we're going to Vegas. Oh, I am already, I'm going regardless of when we're playing that one. That that, that is the right answer. That's it. Can we put it in prime time? Maybe on a Thursday night? Maybe they can (laughs) go to stay there, go to Vegas, and then we can just spend the whole weekend in Sin City, get ready for the Pro Bowl and the draft. If you're still taking feedback, if you're still taking feedback, I... All of that. I like all of that. So I understand it might not stand, but if uh, if I have any say in it, that would be great. 
Duly noted. Thank you so much, Mike and Ani, for making time for me today. The 2021 schedule will be officially released this coming Wednesday. Thank you so much to the listeners of The Kelly Green Show and Fly Eagles Fly. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.